Welcome to the Legal Toolkit, where you'll get the latest trends and business initiatives that help your law firm every day. Hear from the experts setting the standards for the legal, insurance, and law enforcement industries. The Legal Toolkit is brought to you by Catuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription, a New England-based business serving the legal community nationwide since 1966. You're listening to the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to the Legal Toolkit on the Legal Talk Network. Thanks for joining us today. My name is Jared Correa. I'm your erstwhile host, and I've been spelunking caves for the latest in legal trends, so I can bring those to you on this podcast. I'm a law practice management advisor with Mass Lomap. We provide free and confidential consulting services to Massachusetts attorneys. If you are a Massachusetts attorney and wish to access our services, you can do so by visiting our website at www.masslomap.org or checking out our blog. Type in Lomap blog in Google and we'll be the first entry. The Legal Toolkit is brought to you by Katuno Court Reporting. Find out more about Katuno services at www.katuno.cc. On the Legal Toolkit, we cover a diverse range of subjects of essential importance to attorneys. Each month, we'll provide you with another appliance to add to your legal toolkit. Listen here and apply what you learn, and your practices will begin to comport more and more with best practices. Last week at the toolkit, we covered IOLTA accounting, part one. As promised, we're delivering to you today IOLTA accounting part two. And we're going to delve a little bit more into the accounting process, as well as uh, engaging in the discussion about some software uh, services that you can apply to leverage your IOLTA accounting a little bit better. Joining us today are two fantastic guests. First, we have Beverly Michaelis. Beverly provides confidential practice management assistance to Oregon attorneys to reduce their risk of malpractice claims, enhance their enjoyment of practicing law, and improve their client relationships through clear communication and efficient delivery of legal services. Beverly had previously practiced with a personal injury firm in Portland and provided pro bono legal services through the Volunteer Lawyers Project for over eight years. She's a frequent speaker on a variety of practice management, technology, and malpractice avoidance topics for the Professional Liability Fund of the Oregon State Bar, for law-related associations, and for Oregon law schools. Beverly Michaelis, thanks for joining us today on the Legal Toolkit. Thank you. Also joining us today is Lindsay Vosberg, who is a financial investigator at the Massachusetts Office of Bar Counsel. Lindsay's performed in that capacity for the Office of Bar Counsel since July 2000, and since that time has been assigned to and has worked on over 750 cases involving allegations of financial impropriety arising from dishonored checks, notices, and complaints from attorneys' clients and other third parties. Lindsay Vosberg, welcome to the Legal Toolkit. Thank you very much. So let's dive right into it here. Let's start with you, Lindsay. Can you give us an overview of the actual record-keeping requirements pursuant to Massachusetts Rule of Professional Conduct 1.15? I certainly can. So for 1.15 rules, there are two type of record, two types of records that you are required to maintain. And those are re- records created by the lawyer or law firm and records created by the bank. So let's go over records created by the bank. Basically, you need to keep everything that the bank sends you, your bank statements, your canceled checks, or the copies of the canceled checks that you now get. Not everybody gets their originals back, so the copies that you get are just fine. Uh, You also need to keep all of your deposit receipts and copies of any electronic transactions, like wire transfers, or any other debits and credits that that you get from the bank. Um, Next are the records created by the lawyer of the law firm. 
and under the rule, you are required to um, keep all of those records contemporaneously. Uh, you know, the records must be created when the transaction occurs. Uh, you need to keep a record of the name and address of the bank, your account number, account title, opening, closing dates, and the type of account, whether it's an IOLTA account, an estate account, a conveyancing account, something along those lines. Um, you also need to keep either duplicate deposit tickets or your deposit receipts that list separately uh, each deposit item and the client for whom the deposit is made. Uh, I hope people are listening with a pen and paper. Anything else? Yeah, sorry. It's a big list. Um, so the next thing that you have to do is keep a very detailed check register. And the rule gets very specific uh, with this. Your check register needs to be kept chronologically. You need to have all of your dates, your check numbers, uh, the amount of all of your deposits, you need to keep um, the amount and the payee of all disbursements, whether your disbursement was by check, wire, um, another type of tra a transfer. And for each item, you need to have the identity of the client matter for each transaction listed somewhere within your check register. And, you know, you can do that however you want to. It can be names numbers, uh, docket numbers, combinations of a name and a number, uh, you know, whatever an attorney is interested in doing, but you need to have a client identifier for each and every transaction. Um, attorneys are also required to keep an individual ledger for each client matter, and that has to list um, all of the dates uh, for each transaction and um, all of your receipts and disbursements with an ending balance. Uh, and finally, um, you need to do a reconciliation, no less than every 60 days, and produce a reconciliation report. And um, all trust account records must be retained and preserved for at least six years after the termination of the representation and the distribution of the property. So that's it. That's a pretty good recitation, Lindsay. That's and it, in yeah. fact, I'm uh, almost uh, <laughs> sorry that I asked. Um, and thank you very much for coming on the show today. You're a real trooper. I know that uh, you're working through a cold. Oh, thank you so, so much. So, uh, Lindsay, uh, should attorneys be keeping all these records with a check register, doing these things by hand, or are there some computer software programs that they could use to make their accounting a little bit easier? You know, really either method is fine. And, uh, you know, it really depends on the attorney and what they're comfortable with. But, you know, as long as the attorney is doing things correctly and keeping up with it, you know, it's really not um, as much work as you think it is. Um, if an attorney is interested in keeping their records by hand and uh, they want to find some nice and simple forms uh, to help them, you know, be in compliance with all the requirements of the rule, uh, there's a really good trust accounting booklet that was issued by the IOLTA committee. And um, in the back of this booklet, there are some blank forms, check register, individual ledgers, and a nice, simple one-page reconciliation report. And um, those can be found at the IOLTA committee's website, which is maiolta.org, or our website, which is um, mass.gov slash OBCBBO. And those can be, you know, you can copy them, write everything out by hand. 
you can download them and put them on Word, uh, you know, and just use them on your computer. You know, and those are nice and they're nice and simple to get the job done. Um, however, I personally think that, you know, there is uh, a benefit to using computer software programs over doing it by hand. Thanks, Lindsay. Now let's get into the question of the use of software, in particular software that you can use to uh, leverage your IOLTA accounting. And let's go to Beverly for that. Uh, Beverly, what sort of options are there for attorneys? <laughs> okay. It's the lightning round. Yes, uh, this is the lightning round. Uh, the unfortunate part of this lightning round is that you don't win any money. No cost, low cost, and money is no object. So what if I don't have any money? What can I get for no cost? You can certainly go the paper route that Lindsay was just just describing, and I'm glad to hear that those documents are available in Word form because you could certainly take advantage of that if you wanted to um, get out of the paper realm and keep the information on your computer. But you know, most everyone in their software bundle has access to a spreadsheet, Excel being one of the more common. And what's nice about, about a spreadsheet is it is created with the idea that you're going to be tracking money in it. So it's already formatted in a manner with rows and columns that makes it very easy to set up and create client ledgers, a check register or deposit and receipt journal, a reconciliation form, and of course being Excel and being a number cruncher, it comes with formulas too and you can insert those to help you with the addition and subtraction, which is one of the areas where people get into trouble. So you can create Excel spreadsheets for all the record-keeping needs that you have. For example, visualize a client ledger where you're tracking the date, the payee, maybe a memo about the nature of the expense, the check number, the amount, and the client's running balance, all the details that you need. You can set that up one time in Excel and create your other forms save them as templates, then you have a pristine form you can always go back to, but you can create the individual records for each client as they're needed. So that's a great solution for someone who just does not have a budget to invest in anything more. And these days with the economy being what it is, that's the position a lot of people find themselves in. My other quick comment would be that you can emulate that to a degree in Word because, you know, I haven't seen the... Um, Bar Council forms are, or I Ulta Committee forms, I confess, but I know what our forms look like. And we've actually created ours in Word, and they're done with tables. And if you're comfortable with tables in Word, you can do a lot of the same work that you would do in an Excel spreadsheet. So that's, or WordPerfect. I shouldn't leave it out of the mix. So that's certainly a way to go to. So what's WordPerfect? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's a discussion for another day. Now, if I had a modest amount of money to spend, on an accounting software. What could I buy then? Well, the next step up would be something like Quicken or QuickBooks, and they're both offered by a company called Intuit, I-N-T-U-I-T.com. And of the two, Quicken is by far the cheaper. Um, Quicken is simply an electronic check register. What's great about it is that they have both a Mac and a PC version. I don't know too many lawyers who are on the Linux platform, so I guess you're out of luck there if you want Quicken in your Linux. But otherwise, it's available for Mac and PCs. All you need is Quicken Starter or Quicken Basic. Don't be drawn into anything labeled Deluxe or fancy version because it's not necessary. It starts around $29.99, so it's cheap 
with even a little bit of money, you can go out and purchase software that's going to help you quite a bit. It's well-supported. Intuit has a pretty decent knowledge base. There's online support. And my understanding is that your Office of Bar Counsel has instructions for maintaining a lawyer trust account using Quicken. So what more do you need? You've got the directions. The, The disadvantage is, as far as Quicken is concerned, that very first product offered by Intuit, that's all it is, is an electronic check register. It can't do billing. It can't do payroll. It's not anything more than that, but it's still a step above trying to track this information manually or going to the effort of setting up your own spreadsheets in Excel. That sounds like a good option. Now, what if I did have some money to spend? Say I was Bill Gates, the SQ, and I needed to reconcile my alt accounts. What could I use then? If you had uh, the money, you fell into the money is no object category. Well, let me first, I don't don't have, and we'll talk about that, but I I didn't, let me also discuss just very briefly a little bit about QuickBooks because it is a second product. Sorry, I skipped right over QuickBooks. Feel free to cover that now. Um, Unfortunately, many people don't. It's a product that I have mixed feelings about, and I'll describe why that is. The advantage of it, just like Quicken, you can, it's off the shelf. It's available anywhere and everywhere. So you have an office supply store. It'll be there. You can get it, off, get it on the web at Intuit.com or Newegg or any other site that you like to buy software from. Um, what is QuickBooks? What's different about it from Quicken? They're both from the same company. Well, the difference is that it's the next level up. It is a full accounting product. Anything that you need to do accounting-wise in trust or for your general business, QuickBooks can do. It comes with a price because of those features, $199.99. You can often find $50 coupons, so look around, browse around a little bit, see if the company's offering any deals. It is available for Mac and PC, so that's nice. You've got... um, those platform capabilities, and I can't say when they began doing this, but QuickBooks does also, or Intuit through QuickBooks, does also offer a SaaS solution, software as a service, online access for $9.95 a month. So that's pretty darn cheap. If somebody felt like they really wanted to go with QuickBooks, but maybe they couldn't scrape together the $199, couldn't find a $50 coupon, but they can afford $9.95 a month, Of course, that gets into the whole issue of do you want your data on the cloud? How do you feel about cloud computing, which is beyond our scope today, but I just want to mention that. So the the pros are it can do anything you want an accounting product to do, and what I find with a lot of lawyers I meet, CPAs love it, and CPAs know it. So if a lawyer has spoken to a CPA first, they've probably already guided them to QuickBooks before they talk to someone like you or I, a practice management advisor who might have suggested something a little bit different. The cons are that it is going to take some skills to master, and I have seen people mess it up royally with their trust account transactions. So that's sort of my trepidation. That and the billing is sometimes off-putting to people. Uh, just a, It's an aesthetic issue. There can also be concerns in regard to specific trust-related situations where, say, client had a retainer, you were billing against it, client has now exhausted it, they owe you to replenish the retainer, and they owe you on top of that. They now have an outstanding account receivable. Some of those circumstances can be challenging in the least, um, to get QuickBooks to refl- reflect accurately. So there, there are some issues with it. 
and I'll just wrap up by saying about QuickBooks before I talk about the Bill Gates options. <laughs> um, I, I did have recommended to me uh, a book that I wasn't aware of before. You can find it on Amazon.com. I had a lawyer who was very thorough, and he researched every possible book that existed on the subject of QuickBooks, and he found one by Kathy Ivins, Kathy with a K and then Ivins, I-V-E-N-S. It's entitled Running QuickBooks 2010 Premier Editions, the Only Definitive Guide to, to the Premier Editions. So it is about Premier, which you don't necessarily need that version, but what he really liked about it was it had 20, 25 pages devoted to just lawyer trust account issues, no other QuickBooks publication has that, and it's twenty four thirty nine at Amazon. So I wanted to throw in, I, I get no <laughs> kickback for that, but I <laughs> wanted to throw that in as a resource. Um, shall I go ahead and talk about the Bill Gates options? Yeah, let's talk about more expensive software. Okay. Well, what I always say to lawyers is when it comes to legal-specific software, sometimes you feel as though the company stood back and said, oh, boy, I see a lawyer coming. Let's charge more. So, But if you want something that is full accounting, written specifically for the legal profession, that will really work the way that we need it to work for trust accounting, that will produce professional-looking statements, feature-rich, great flexibility, then you maybe want to consider options like Amicus Accounting from Gavel and Gown, and you can find them at amicusattorney.com. They start at $399, not including support. PC Law, which is now owned by LexisNexis, so you can find information at PCLaw.com or LexisNexis.com, and they begin at 905. Or Abacus Gold Edition from AbacusLaw.com. Don't honestly know what they charge because they require that you request a price quote. That's something that always gives me the willies a little bit because I wonder, what's this going to be? Tabs 3 from Tabs 3, the numeral 3.com, is a little deceiving it, it, because they don't sell a full accounting pro, uh, package for one price. Instead, they unbundle it. But by the time you add together billing software, general ledger, accounts payable, trust accounting, bill, you know, all the different components that you need, it's over $1,000 easily, and that doesn't include in any maintenance or support. But when you buy their willing uh, pardon me, when you buy their billing product, you get their case management software for free, Practice Master, so you'd have to weigh. It may depend on what other software needs you have. So these are not cheap solutions, and that would be the major downside. Uh, but they are written for the legal profession. A couple of other comments, they aren't easy. You better have the time and capability to devote to learning them. There's no, nothing worse than buying an expensive product and then having it sit on the shelf unused or installed but not used because the lawyer doesn't know where to start, that's a big waste of money. So if you look into one of these, you also need to look at buying the support contract. They aren't cheap. Or you need to get a certified consultant in, and I would certainly check with a specific software provider, do they have consultants in my area who can come in and help me with this product? So it's if you're going to invest in it, then also invest in what it takes to actually learn how to use it. Thanks, Beverly. Those are some great pointers. Excellent discussion here. Now, uh, let's turn back to Lindsay here. Lindsay, you discussed before that there were some advantages 
to using a software system like the kind that Beverly described. What are some of those advantages? Sure. Um, I think the biggest benefit to using those programs is that, you know, they're single entry programs. You enter the information once, and as long as you've done it correctly, uh, you can then manipulate that information uh, to create reports that uh, will be beneficial for the lawyer or the law firm and also will keep you in compliance with the 1.15 rules. Um, you know, when you're doing it by hand, you have to enter into the register and then, then into your ledgers and then, in, you know, create your reconciliation report. And the more times you're entering information, the more mistakes you could possibly make. Uh, but with the computer, you know, you enter it once and then you can sort your check register to create your individual ledgers. Um, and then all of the programs or most of the programs um, have reconciliation functions that will produce a reconciliation report for you at the end of your, you know, 30 or 60 days. Um, and it will also give you a list of outstanding items and that can be really, you know, beneficial and, and very easy. And the big list of everything I said earlier that you need to have, you know, it becomes not so daunting and, and not as much work. Um, and how about some pitfalls respecting the use of software accounting programs, Lindsay? Well, <clears throat> some of the problems that happen um, is that, you know, the programs are really only as good as the information that you enter into them. So, you know, as Beverly was saying earlier, if you get a program and you're not trained on it properly, you know, you're not using it right, it's just, it, it can really... Uh, be a disaster and, and cause a lot of problems. So it's really important when you get a program that you learn how to use it from the very start and you enter in all of the information properly that will allow you to, you know, be in compliance and um, know exactly how much money you have in, in your account and who it belongs to. So, for instance, uh, for every transaction, you have to have a client identifier and if you don't enter that in, in every single transaction, you don't have anything to sort by. And if you can't sort into individual ledgers, uh, you know, you're already not in compliance in, in, in regards to your check register. You don't have individual ledgers. And then you can't do your reconcili reconciliation properly at the end of the month. You know, you can never have negative balances on ledgers and uh, you can't have items with no client identifier. Some great points here in the first half of the show. So good, in fact, that we're at capacity for information. So we're going to have to take a break. When we return, we're going to talk more about IOLTA accounting with Beverly Michaelis and Lindsay Vosberg. Katuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription have been providing innovative dictation and transcription services since 1966. Our patented technologies and compliance solutions continue to set the standard for the legal community. Find out more about how we can create your legal toolkit at katuno.cc. That's C-A-T-U-O-G-N-O dot C-C. Or call 888-228-8646. Someone's at the door. Don't answer it. Why not? I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center. Oh, I need to do that too. Where do I find them? It's easy. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it, and start listening. 
or go to westlegaledcenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE. Perfect. I'll do that right now. Legal Talk Network has been producing award-winning legal podcasts since 2005. Subscribe to our RSS feed and start downloading today. It's free. Welcome back to the Legal Toolkit on Legal Talk Network. We're here today talking about IOLTA accounting again with Beverly Michaelis, who provides confidential practice management assistance to Oregon attorneys, and Lindsay Vosberg, who's a financial investigator at the Massachusetts Office of Bar Counsel. And we've only got a couple minutes left here in the podcast, so let's quickly address a a couple questions. Uh, Beverly, anything new on the horizon in the realm of trust accounting software? Well, one thing that folks might look for is a new offering from Rocket Matter. They're a very popular cloud computing practice management product, and they just announced at the ABA Tech Show last week that they have prepared or have a new enhanced billing dashboard that supports trust accounting. So if you've been longing for that and you're a Rocket Matter user, you now, you now have it. If you are interested in fast solutions, you might go take a look at rocketmatter.com. Thanks, Beverly. Lindsay, as, uh, as we wrap up here, what resources uh, would you recommend for our listeners? You know, when we do presentations to attorneys, we always tell them to uh, talk to Lomap as a good uh, resource. Oh, you're too um, kind. You really yes, don't have to plug us. We do. We give out your names, your phone numbers. We say, call them, not us. The IOLTA committee, uh, you know, attorneys, bar associations, title insurance companies, you know, when you're looking for, you know, how to figure out how to keep your records correctly, you should really ask around other attorneys, you know, and find out what programs they're doing, you know, and do a little research to really find the one that's right for you and your practice. And Beverly, what resources would you recommend? I would have recommended much the same. That was top on my list was either call Jared Correa or call Rodney Dowell. Well, why don't we make that <laughs> Rodney Dowell? Uh, yeah, there you go. Call Rodney. Uh, take advantage of what the Office of Bar Council has to offer. I, I, I agree with Lindsay so thoroughly. I, I didn't comment before with Quicken and QuickBooks that they're really of no use to you. You won't get any value out of them if you don't identify for each transaction which client it relates to, and you've got to understand how you specifically do that in those programs, either by making them a sub-account of the client trust account liability or by tracking them with the class feature or tag list in Quicken. So the Office of Bar Counsel, among other things, has written instructions use those. I was also looking on the website and saw that they offer free monthly training. So there really isn't any excuse or reason. The information's out there. Go learn it so that you can apply it. I'm also a big believer in the ABA Legal Technology Resource Center. And many lawyers don't realize that you do not have to be an ABA member to access a lot of the information there. So if you go to abanet.org forward slash tech, T-E-C-H, forward slash LTRC, forward slash, then you're at the Legal Technology Resource Center, and they offer a time and billing comparison chart, since time and billing is also an important component of trust accounting compliance. They have a legal software purchasing list, so whenever you're making a purchasing decision, it will 
point out the considerations that you should be paying attention to. And then the law practice management section also has a lot of good articles on financial issues, including trust accounting. So take advantage of those ABA resources. And that'll about do it for the Legal Toolkit on Legal Talk Network. Remember to check out all of our shows at LegalTalkNetwork.com. Thanks to both of our guests, Beverly Michaelis and Lindsay Vosberg. Uh, Lindsay and Beverly, if uh, folks wish to contact you or want some more information about what it is that you do or your organizations, how can they do that? Lindsay, what's yours? Well, I'm always available to any attorney who needs who needs help. I mean, I know that we're a disciplinary board, but uh, we're a little bit more than just that. So we're always here. And um, anyone who needs any help with their record keeping ever, or any IOLTA questions, my number is 617-728-8750. I won't impersonate Rodney, although I ought to. What was that old game show, What's My Line? I am Rodney Dow. Now, I'm Beverly Michaelis, and probably the best way for your listeners to reach me would be by email. So, Beverly M, B-E-V-E-R-L-Y-M, at O-S-B-P-L-F dot org. Last but not least, I'd like to send a big thank you the way of our sponsor, Katuno Court Reporting. If you want more information about Katuno Court Reporting, visit www.katuno.cc. That's C-A-T-U-O-G-N-O dot C-C. Hope to have you here listening again on the next episode of the Legal Toolkit. Thanks for listening to the Legal Toolkit, brought to you by Katuno Court Reporting and Stantel Transcription, right here on the Legal Talk Network. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the unbillable hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.